Hello, friends. How are you? I hope you're in good health and secure. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for your practice. Thank you for taking a few seconds to like and subscribe. Helps grow the Sangha. It's a very Bodhisattva act. So thank you for that. Uh, I wanted to start out before I dive right back into uh, chapter, what is it, 19, right? Yeah, the merits of the Dharma preacher or teacher. Something I've said in probably hundreds of videos, if not more. I mean, there's like 1,500 or more videos on this channel, so it would take a good long while to go through them. Um, and undoubtedly, some of them are a little dated, but I leave them because they show my evolution as well as yours. So, cool. Something I have repeated many, many times is that you and I are the bodhisattvas of the earth that the Lotus Sutra is talking about. And I've talked about how that's a, a way of talking about, quote, future, like seeds growing from the earth, blossoming, that's us. But uh, as you know, I've been reading uh, this book, Two Buddhas Seated Side by Side. And, uh, and I like the authors. Uh, they're very good academics. They don't, they don't always, um, I call them academics because they don't go down the a teaching rabbit hole or the teaching implications other than academically. So consequently, sometimes they miss key points. Uh, don't worry, I won't let you do that. Uh, but uh, just, not necessarily to justify, but just to point out that these academics, uh, Donald S. Lopez Jr. and Jacqueline I. Stone, of whom you've heard me talk about before, is uh, quoting and talking about uh, Nietzschean here in her review or their review of the emerging from the earth, Bodhisattvas. And um, she quotes Nietzschean here. And I'll just, I won't read very much, I just because I don't want to violate her copyright or anything, but has value. Nietzsche maintained that those who shared his practice and commitment, which he talks about in everything, were also to be counted among the bodhisattvas who emerged from the earth. Remember, uh, Nietzsche saw himself as an embodiment, an expression of one of the, or the key uh, leaders, uh, the four leaders of the bodhisattvas of the earth, right? So in this quote, he's basically extending that to all of us. He's saying, if you practice and your resolve is like mine, then uh, you are also counted amongst the bodhisattvas of the earth. But listen how he goes further, which is, I think, the interesting part here. If you are of the same mind as me, then you, are you not a bodhisattva of the earth? And if you are a bodhisattva of the earth, then without a doubt, you've been a disciple of Shakyamuni Buddha since the remotest past. In other words, inherent Buddha, right? These should be no discrimination as to men or women among those who spread the five characters of Myoho Rengekyo. Ladies. In the final Dharma age, for unless they were bodhisattvas of the earth, they could not chant the Daimoku, because that's who the Daimoku, the whole sutra, was bequeathed to. Hmm. Then he says, this part I love, 
At first, I alone chanted Namo Myoho Renge Kyo. But then gradually, two, three, and a hundred began to chant and transmit it. This will happen in the future as well. Isn't this what, is, what it means to emerge from the earth? That's my whole argument right there. To emerge from the earth is to grow into the future. Hmm? So there it is. Nietzsche himself saying it. Anyway, I thought I'd share that with you. I love it when I read uh, these academic texts and I see uh, my own thoughts reflected in others because then I don't feel so isolated, <laughs> right? Uh, I can't be the only one who knows this, right? As I imagine Nietzsche so quite often felt. Um, anyway, that's not about me. It's just I thought... I'll share that with you guys so that you too can feel confident in being a bodhisattva of the earth. All right, back to the Lotus Sutra and Leon Hurwitz translation. Further, O ever persevering, if a good man or good woman accepts and keeps this scripture, whether reading it, reciting it, interpreting it, or copying it, he shall attain 1,200 virtues of the tongue. We're not done with the sense organs yet, yeah? So, what is our experience of the tongue going to feel like under the influence of Buddha nature without the baggage of the warehouse of data, the, the cravings and clinging, right? What are we, what is it capable of now in this moment? And as I follow along with the momentum of this karmic instantiation, all things, whether good or ugly, whether delicious or foul-tasting, or even bitter and astringent, shall all change for his lingual facility into things of superior flavor like the sweet dew of the gods, none failing to be delicious. Wow. If in the midst of a great multitude he has anything to expound then, producing a profound and subtle sound, with his lingual faculty, he shall be able to penetrate their hearts, causing them to all rejoice and be cheerful. Ah, it's not just about taste. It's about speech. Words. Hmm. Also, the sons and daughters of the gods or the, the universal influences, if you will. I don't like that word used. It's too charismatic, yeah. As well as Shakra, and Brahma, and the others, hearing of the order in the words and remarks that he has to expound with this profound and subtle voice, shall all come to listen. And the dragons and dragons' daughters, the yakshas and yaksas' daughters, the ashuras and ashuras' daughters, and Garudas and Garudas' daughters, the Kinaras and Kinaras' uh, daughters, the Mahogaras, on and on and on and on and on, shall come and approach him with familiarity, revere him humbly, and make offerings to him. And the Bhikshus, Bhikshunis, Upasakas, and Upaksikas, the lords and princes of the realms, the assembled ministers, their retinues, the lesser will turning kings, 
a whole host of elite here. There are thousands of sons all endowed with seven jewels. Interesting. And the inner and outer retinues of these latter atop their palaces shall all come to listen to the Dharma. Since the Bodhisattva shall skillfully teach the Dharma, the Brahmins, householders, and commoners within the realm shall follow him for the full length of their bodily lives. They'll commit to him. Rendering, servicing, and offerings. Also, the desire to see him. Wherever this person may be, the Buddhas shall all teach the Dharma facing that place, and he shall be able to accept and hold completely all the Buddha Dharmas. He shall also be able to give forth the profound, subtle sound of the Dharma. It's been said, you may have read, uh, that the voice is Buddha, but the, the voice is Buddha in the form of teaching the Dharma, right? At that time, the world-honored one wishing to restate his meaning, gathas, this man's lingual faculty shall be pure, never experiencing ugly flavors, but whatever he eats shall turn to sweet dew. With his profound, pure, and fine voice, in the great multitude he shall teach dharma, and by resort to causes, conditions, and parables, shall draw to him the hearts of the beings his hearers, all rejoicing, shall prepare superior offerings. The gods, dragons, yakshas, and asuras, all, <clears throat> all with humbly reverent thought, shall come together to listen to Dharma. This uh, teacher of the Dharma, if he wishes with his subtle sound to permeate the thousandfold world, shall be able to do so directly, exactly as he wishes. The greater and lesser wheel-turning kings, as well as their thousands of sons, their retinues, with palms joined and with hearts humbly reverent, shall ever come to listen receptively to the Dharma. The gods, dragons, yaksas, raksasas, can't, the raksasas, king of demons, and pisakas, shall also, with rejoicing heart, ever desire to come and make offerings. Brahma, the king of the gods, the king Mara, the self-master and the great self-master, and a multitude of gods like these shall all come into his presence, the Buddhas and their disciples, hearing the sound of him preaching Dharma, shall ever mindful protect him and at all times shall display their own bodies to him. In other words, be present, right? I've talked about Namu being about being present, yes? Okay. By the way, there's, um, what term did I go through that I thought might stumble you? Uh, where is it? Mm. Anyway, there's a couple of things in here that uh, I chose to put in the appendices at the end of uh, my annotated version of the Lotus Sutra, which is now, uh, even though it's, I'm still going through it and fixing it, it's quite complete. And so there's an e-book uh, e version of it available on threefoldlows.com. The print version I, I, is not approved yet. Uh, it's basically the same file. But I'm making the e-book version more quickly available because I know most of you prefer it. So anyway, that's just an aside. Again, oh, ever persevering. 
If a good man or good woman accepts and keeps this scripture, whether reading it, reciting it, interpreting it, or copying it, he shall acquire 800 virtues of the body, for he shall acquire a body as pure as unblemished vaidurya, one which the beings will delight to see, because his body shall be pure. The living beings in the thousandfold, uh, millionfold world, whether at the time of birth or at the time of death, whether superior or inferior, fair or ugly, born in a good place or in a bad place, shall all be visible therein. And Mount Iron Rim, Mount Great Iron Rim, Mount Meru, Mount Mahameru, and the other kings among mountains, as well as the living beings in their midst, shall all be visible therein, from the Avicii hell up to the pinnacle of existence. Whatever there is, and whatever living beings are there, all shall be visible therein. If voice hearers, Pratyaka Buddhas, Bodhisattvas, or Buddhas teach Dharma, they shall all reveal their physical images within that body. So, a representative of all living beings, yes? At that time, the world honored one wishing to restate Gathas. If anyone holds the Dharma blossom, the Myohorengekyo, his body shall be very pure. Like that unblemished Vaiduriya, the sight of which gives joy to all living beings, also as impure, bright mirror, one sees all physical images. The Bodhisattva, in his pure body, sees whatever is in the world. Only, and by that he means sees with clarity, not with predilections and prejudices, right? We've established that. Only he, that's weird, only he alone in and of himself has clear perception. Well, he said what I was saying. <laughs> I always jumped a gun. For these are things that others do not see. Within the thousandfold world, all germinating things, gods, men, ashuras, hell dwellers, ghosts, beasts, and physical forms such as these, can all be seen in his body. Iron Rim and Meru, right? Because he represents all aspects of living beings, the Bodhisattva. And this comes through the power of the body and the voice, the senses. It's all collecting now in the body. The great oceans and rivers can all be seen in his body. Buddha, Buddhas and voice hearers, sons of Buddhas and Bodhisattvas, whether alone or in a multitude, preaching Dharma can all be seen. Though he has not yet acquired the outflow-free, subtle body of Dharmahood, or Buddhahood, his common body being thus pure, everything appears within it. So this is the, the kind of a conundrum of the Bodhisattva. The Bodhisattva of the Lotus Sutra is somebody who's connected with the Buddha eye, but hasn't transgressed into the universal Buddha, the engine of life, which isn't a form. It's not even a formation. It's the quiescence of energy extant as potential. Hmm? Soon as it goes into formations and into form, that's karma, because that takes a specific form whether it amalgamates with 
10 billion zillion other forms in order to make a human being, that's beside the point. We're just an amalgam. Follow? Again, O oh, ever persevering, if a good man or good woman, after the extinction of the thus come one, accepts and holds the scripture, whether reading it, reciting it, interpreting it, or copying it, he shall attain a thousand two hundred virtues of the mind. Here we go. With this pure mental faculty, by hearing so much as a single gatha or a single phrase, like, I don't know, myoho rengekyo, he shall penetrate incalculable, limitless meanings, and after having understood these meanings, he shall be able to expound a single phrase or a single gatha for as much as a month or four months or even for a year, and the dharmas that he preaches shall be in accord with the import of that meaning, standing in absolutely no contradiction to the marks of reality. Now that's an interesting statement. I was asked recently in an email by somebody uh, why we can't just chant once. And as I've read before, uh, Nietzsche and talking to uh, an elderly woman who was concerned about which chapters to read and what blah, 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 blah. He broke down to three uh, ways of practice, right? And, but the, the essential one throughout is always the daimoku. And he says, if one day all you can chant is one daimoku, then that's fine. That's the essential practice. But you have to keep doing it, right? So I was worried when I read that Gosho, eh, some people are going to get lazy. And, well, this is all I got to do. The point is that when we chant the daimoku, namo myoho rengekyo, however many moments that entails, we are enlivening, awakening, opening our Buddha eye, yes? And by doing so, that Buddha-ness is influencing the hundreds of thousands of millions of moments that are contained within our data warehouse, our other eight consciousnesses, especially, most specifically the eighth, which is the repository, the karmic repository that's constantly being influenced by our thoughts, words, and deeds. Hmm? And so once we invoke Buddhahood, that's great. That starts to impact all of those other moments and, you know, organize them, clean them up, change them. But it's just one moment, right? If you went swimming in a, in a, uh, in a big pond and you want to get to the other side and you get into water and you do one stroke, well, good on you. You're on your way. Probably not going to get to the other side, though. Right? You got to do multiple strokes. You got to train your body, train your mind in this case, to go the distance. Right? This is the whole conundrum of the Lotus Sutra from the Hinayana and earlier teachings of people who thought, oh, I can't do this anymore. It's too hard. And so Shakyamuni gave him a, a false nirvana to shoot for thinking, well, stay inspired at least to this point. And now in the Lotus, he's going, but that's not real nirvana. Look, there's the rest of the road to go here. We're almost there. Right? The conjured city. The goal has never been to just stop here and, oh, Buddhahood, you know, well, maybe. No, the goal is Buddhahood right now. So come on. You've gone this far. 
Let's go to the distance. Right? So we chant over and over and over for every moment, every cell in our body born into Namo Myoho Rengekyo does the job. Right? Purification. So if he preaches secular classics, pronouncements on the governance of the world, occupations that sustain life, and things of this sort, he shall in every case do so in accord with the fine dharma. Again, the influence of awakening the Buddha eye influences everything else we do in samsara. It benefits everything. It's not about just sitting back and waiting to flow in the air. Yeah, That's not the goal of Buddhahood, to float on a lotus blossom in the middle of the room. No, it's to impact our lives. That was the goal from the get start. Hmm? How can we live without the stress and the sufferings and the anxieties of our attachments, craving and clinging? In the thousand million fold world, among the living beings of the six destinies, the actions they perform in thought the motions they make in thought, and the frivolous assertions to which they resort in thought are all known to him. Wow, you suddenly see your epistemology. You see how things that come out of your mouth are manufactured from a place, oops, where you thought you were certain, but now you see them for what they are. Wow, what an insight that is, yeah? Though he shall not yet have attained knowledge without outflows, yet his mental faculty shall be as pure as this. Whatever intentions or calculations or speech this man shall, has shall all match the Buddha Dharma. None of it being out of keeping with the true reality. And all shall have been preached in the scriptures of previous Buddhas. In other words, there's no difference here. This is a consistent thing, timeless, right? Again, the time thing. At that time, Gathas, this, man, this man's mind shall be pure, clear, sharp, and undefiled. With his fine uh, mental faculty, he shall know uh, superior, middle, and inferior dharmas. Be hearing so by hearing so much as a single Gatha, he shall penetrate incalculable meanings, in due sequence and in keeping with the Dharma, teaching them a month, four months, as long as a year. In other words, enlightenment diminishes over time. You have to keep working on it. Again, Daimoku. Hmm? All living beings, whether gods, dragons, or men, yakshas, ghosts, spirits, and the like, within the six destinies and the, th the six lower worlds, right? And, thoughts, uh, and the thoughts they think in their sundry varieties as a reward for holding this scripture, he knows all at once. The countless Buddhas in the ten quarters marked by a hundred happy adorning marks, preaching Dharma to the beings he hears completely and can accept and keep their message. He thinks on incalculable meanings, and his preaching of Dharma is also incalculable. From, uh, for from the beginning to the end, he neither forgets nor confuses, and this because he holds to the Dharma blossom. He is thoroughly aware of the marks of the Dharmas and recognizes their order 
as it really is. He has penetrated names and words, and as he knows them, so he expounds them. What this man has to teach is all in accord with the Dharma of previous uh, Buddhas. Because he sets forth this Dharma, with within the multitude he is without fear. He who holds to the Namu Myohorenge, or to the Myohorengekyo, the Dharma Blossom scripture, has a mental faculty as pure as this. Though he has not yet contrived to be free of outflows, yet he has such marks as these from before. This man, holding this scripture and dwelling securely on rare ground, is by all living beings enjoyed, loved, and revered. For he can, by resort to a thousand myriads of varieties of skillful words, expound with discriminations, because he holds to the scripture of the Dharma Blossom. And that ends uh, roll six. Now we go to roll seven, and we're getting into the latter half of the Lotus Sutra now, with chapter 20, the Bodhisattva never disparaging, or never despises, or I can't remember all the different labels he's been given. And that will be next as we continue this Leon Herbert's translation of the amazing Lotus Sutra. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Once again, thank you for your support. Patrons, those of you who are buying ebooks, uh, print books, uh, crack mandalas. Um, Sometimes I get questioned about the mandala. I found the best printer I could to provide a good quality print for a reasonable price. I could not find, and I still haven't found, a printer who could mount it with some type of subtle, acid-free surround to make the mandala pop. So I have a, an area around the mandala on the printed ones that it's a little black and white I kept it black and white because I didn't want any errant colors in there. It's an area that you can cover up with. I, I used uh, handmade paper from Japan, and I cut it up, and I mounted it with acid-free tape, right, just to, to really focus in on the mandala proper. I j you just don't want to be putting Christmas paper around it or anything that might distract your thoughts or your eye or your mind, just something that... Mm, locks you into the mandala. Once you're locked in and you're staring at Myoho, very little can pull you away from it. But if it's some loud decorative thing, yeah. That's why Butsudan are so simple on the inside, yeah? All the decorations outside removed from the uh, mandala area. So I thought I'd pop that in there uh, in case that's a question. And if you guys know of a better international printer who will ship all over the world, um, let me know. And if you can't, if you're in a country that, you know, it costs you a billion dollars to ship this thing from the United States, uh, let me know because I have other ways of getting you a, a file that you can find a printer in your area. Just make sure it's on excellent paper, something that will last, something that you can have respect for. Yeah, I'll help you out any way I can. And so, uh, that's part of what's so amazing about those who support this resource, this channel, the, the, the free podcast, the, the free information on threefoldlows.com. I can do all that because I get some support from patrons, um, either directly cash through patron, Patreon, sorry, 
or PayPal, or as I say, by buying uh, books. Um, anyway, I'm super grateful uh, that I can assist in any way I can to keep your practice strong. You have to keep your practice strong. Find your confidence. Use the resources to do that. Savor your practice. It's amazing, right? Don't get lazy. We all do, but I'm telling you, don't. <laughs> keep it strong. Keep, one way to keep it strong is to take care of your health. Yeah? All right. I'll stop blathering on like an old grandpa. I'll let you go. Thanks again for being here. I'll see you in the next one. Bye for now. Bye.